Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be talking all things entrepreneurship and motherhood. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, a fellow mom with a PhD in exercise psychology, co-owner of More Results, a company focused on helping individuals become the best version of themselves using fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies. She's a speaker, performance coach, and writer who works to help women achieve success, health, and happiness in life without sacrificing themselves or their family in the process. Please welcome Cara Moore. Cara, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. So great to have you on the podcast again. Yeah. Especially about such an interesting topic where you know firsthand what it means to be balancing entrepreneurship and motherhood. <laughs> I'm not sure about balance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing the juggle just, just like everyone else, right? Exactly. So maybe juggling would be the better word. <laughs> yeah. I, I always like to say we don't find that balance. Balance doesn't exist, but that, we can, we can try, dial it up or down depending on what we need. That's true. That's true. But I feel like a lot of times, you know, once we become moms, we feel like we can kind of forget about our dreams or goals. And I feel like many of us define ourselves just as a mom, which, you know, there is, of course, nothing wrong with that. But I personally just don't agree with the part where we should forget about our dreams or goals. What is your take on that? Yeah, you know, my um, my friend Molly Galbraith at uh, Girls Gone Strong likes to say I'm not just anything. None of us are mm-hmm. just a something. Um, right. And I think it's so true. You know, like we, we're, we're complicated individuals and there's nothing that rewrites us in terms of our complexity, like having children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we almost have to start all over. And, and I think that what motherhood really does offer is this interesting perspective of what, you know, it. It realigns things and shifts things so that um, we have the opportunity to kind of ask, our, ask ourselves a really hard question, which is what matters most to me and where do I want to create my meaning in my life and spend my time and how do I align that with my values? And I think it's scary, you know, because mm. up until that point, a lot of the time we've been handed the script from other people, right? Like, right. You know, you go to school, you get your job, you you settle down, you do these sorts of things in succession in a way. And not, of course, not all of us do it like that. But then you get motherhood and all of a sudden everything is rewritten. You're like, oh, wait, there is no script. Right. I have to start. It. <laughs> yes. So in a way, it's, as you said, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. But I hear so often oh, now that the kids are growing up, I'm too old to pursue my, my passion, all kinds of comments in that direction. But I truly believe that we are never too old for something like this. And also that maybe in the beginning when the kids are small and need us more, we need to maybe adjust and prioritize a little differently. But never really, you know, I, I, I don't believe in letting go of our you know, dreams or passion or goals or whatever that might be. And I truly believe that as we go through the different seasons in our life as moms, we just need to kind of adjust our priorities and, and, you know, focus accordingly. 
what has your personal experience been in that direction? Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope I hope I'm never too old for anything. Right. Because <laughs> that means I'm just waiting. I'm just yeah. now on the downhill of my life. And I, I don't intend to go there. <laughs> like mm. I want to, you know, I want to keep on creating a really interesting and adventurous and active life the whole time. So, yeah, of course, of course, you know, our ch children, our families. Our lives require different things from us at different seasons. And I think what's interesting is that I've also looked at the evolution of what I'd like to talk about and create meaning around and what I'm most passionate about mm. also shifts, right? Because now I've gotten this new set of experience, this new set of knowledge, um, this new set of interest or friends even that have, have changed as my children have gotten older. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, we could do this or whoa, this need is out there in the world that we can help fill and, and help people right. understand. And so I would just encourage everyone to like, let's just keep keep ourselves in the picture, I think, because, you know, we are as deserving of a life that is passion filled, that is uh, meaningful, that is exciting, that makes us want to get out of bed in the morning just as much as we are deserving of creating a life of adventure and fun for our people. And so mm. we have to kind of really give honor ourselves enough to create space for that. I agree. And I always like to think of myself as, you know, work in progress because, you know, I've, I want to learn something new every single day. I want to, you know, as you said, develop and, 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 and improve and, and, you know, there's so much out there, so many interesting things. And as you kind of go through life, you know, your interests change or not interest, but maybe direction in the particular interests or whatever that might be. So I like to think of myself as, you know, work in progress. And I hope that mindset never really stops or shifts or, you know, it, I hope it stays that way. <laughs> Absolutely. When we first had children, my husband and I um, were still running a, a women's only fitness boot camp here in Louisville. Mm -hmm. And then we sold that in 2013. And so that year that we sold it, Chris immediately started speaking again. And what had been my life, like what had, was all consuming of my time and what I'd love to create every day with the workouts and connecting with these women and writing newsletters. And I mean, it was it was what I did full time. Right. Um, and the, sold this business and I had a four-year-old at home and I had a two-year-old at home and I really had no plan for what I was going to do next. And mm. I remember in that moment, like just, the, I mean, it was the hardest year I think I've gone through as a woman, not only as a mother, as a, as, as you know, a professional, as a spouse, like all of that changed and shifted for me uh, because I wasn't sure what my meaning and purpose was. Mm. And what I tried to do in that year, which was awful, was make my kids my project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was like, I'm going to Pinterest their life. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that we do all the things. And I made us all miserable mm. um, in the process. Mm. But I remember at that point kind of just having this sense of like I have two young daughters and I want them to know that I have value and I have meaning in this world not only in their world, but also the world at large. And, right. and that's really what kind of shook out of that year is that I was like, you know, I mean, I, I have the opportunity. I'm really blessed to be able to stay home with my kids. We can afford for, you know, just one of us to be working mm -hmm. and one of us to be here. But um, at the same time, like I, I realized that it was really critical to my, my well-being as a 
mother and as a person to have something that I offered the world independent of what I gave to my children. Mm. And this is, you know, this is what leads me basically to the next question is what about the narrative that we as moms tend to adopt about what a good mom does or doesn't do, as well as also all the judgment that comes along from society and fellow moms and even maybe family. I mean, gosh, there's so much there, isn't there? Mm. And we can we can really drive ourselves to this point of analysis paralysis if we try and please everyone. And I think what we have to what we have to recognize is that there there is no such thing as a good mom or a bad mom. I think there are moms who are doing the best that they can. And I, I think there are, and what that looks like is vastly different. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was driving, I was driving behind a car on the interstate and there was a bumper sticker on the car and it said something like feeding your children, your children McDonald's is child abuse. Oh. And I was like, uh, no, that's not child abuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it was like this in your face judgment about like how you should feed your children and what exactly. you should do. And I remember being so shocked because I was like, really, why are we doing this to each other? You know, mm-hmm. like what if we could recognize that everyone is just doing the best that they can and that looks different on a different day and in a different emotional state. And, you know, we let go of that. But I think I think, you know, for myself, I had a really start to say like what where does my narrative come from you know like this this idea that I can Pinterest worthy my my children's lives one is is not who I am I'm just not I'm not a crafty kind of person right so it was really an unrealistic expectation to put on myself and then also and is this somebody else's idea of what a good mom is and can I be a better mom if I'm out there serving the world so Mm. I remember when I first started speaking again and I was traveling and I came back and, and I'll tell you that I was like, I was the best version of myself when I came back from that trip because I had filled my own cup. And so the, the, you know, the mother that was present to my kids was one that was much more patient and loving and understanding because I did what I needed to do to take care of myself and feel mm-hmm. good about. And I think that a lot of moms tend to think that, you know, if you want to be a good mom, then you like your kids should be priority 24 7 and you should kind of forget about your own you know whether it's a well-being whether it's you know physically emotionally whatever that might be and I just I mean I, I I'm completely like you you know I I feel this is this is not necessarily the truth because I truly believe that we are the best version of ourselves when we also fulfill our needs or 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 goals or whatever that might be for you it was you know going out and and speaking to and inspiring other women for me it's also like coaching and and inspiring women to to make their own health a priority and this Mm -hmm. you know when I get to do that whether it's you know speaking whether it's just writing blogs whether it's recording podcasts whatever that might be that you know gives me so much energy and, and in and just seeing how you can inspire other moms out there it's, it's just priceless and I know that I'm a much better version of myself whether it's a mom whether it's a wife whether it's a friend whatever that might be I'm just simply much better version of myself if I follow that passion you know and if I take time every single day to do what I'm passionate about absolutely and I also think the the other point to that 
that conversation is is the idea of what kind of children do we want to raise? Like, mm. I, I, you know, I don't want my children believing that somebody else can fulfill all of their desires for them, right? Because they, they, their lives looking for this person that who doesn't exist. Mm. I mean, it does exist, but it, it exists within them. Um, and so if we can teach our children that, you know, mom's not here to fulfill everything, that she can't be everything for you. And, and mm. there are going to be times where you have to figure it out. Then they learn how to do that. And that gives them the tools to empower themselves to, you know, create their own happiness as well. I agree. And also inspire them along the way, really. That, yeah. uh, you know, you can go after your dreams or you can go after your goals or what you're passionate about, no matter what. Yeah. I remember when my oldest daughter was like maybe four or five. And this was in the year that that I wasn't working and I was staying home with her mm-hmm. and her sister. And I was trying to teach her to do chores. So I was, you know, paying her, you know, I think she had like minimal chores to do. And then she they always earn their age in dollars each week. Right. So that's how I determine. And then they're, you know, how much chores they have to do increases as they get older. But at the time we were just starting this whole thing and she wasn't doing it. And so I said to her, I was like, Ella, well, you need to, you need to really work at this because how are you going to, like, this is a good, good thing to practice and learn because then you can earn your own money. How will you be able to afford things? And, you know, I, of course, you know, fast forwarded it to her when she was older in life. Right. And she looked at me and she said, oh, my husband will just give me money. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. And she hit like this, like trigger within like this trigger spot within me, which I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so I went off for like, you know, probably 20 minutes on how you know, what an empowered woman was and how she would take care of herself. And I'm sure it was all lost on her. But it was in that moment that I was like, oh, this isn't about her at this moment. It's about me not working right now. Exactly. And feel, yeah. you know, how did I feel about that? So. I think that's the other piece, right? We have to ask ourselves, where do we want to be? Mm. And if we want to be with our kids, then we can afford to do that. And, you know, and we have that, that, that is amazing. And if we want to be at work and, and, you know, we have the opportunity to do that, that's amazing too. Like, I agree. But I remember when I, um, and I've, I know we've talked about it, but I remember when, when my son was born and I decided to not go back to work because I was, you know, where I used to work, I used to travel a lot. I uh, was responsible for different like international markets. So I used to travel a lot and I didn't want to do that when I had a little baby at home. So I decided not to go back to work and, um, you know, eventually start my own business. But I remember there was just so much judgment also from my own family about not going back to work. And and I felt really horrible at the time because I didn't know anymore what was right, what was wrong. I didn't know what I really wanted. Is that really what I want or should I do this or are they right? Am I wrong? You know, and I just felt so horrible. I mean, eventually I learned to you know, deal with it and kind of live my life the way I want to live. And I understood that if anybody wants to judge, they can judge all they want, but I'm not going to let that affect me. But I remember in the beginning, it was just a not a very nice experience, really. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. and that's why, like, having some time to really ask yourself some questions of what 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 do I think makes me happiest here? Yes. Um, you know, where we can be away from the noise and the judgment and all of that 
And it's true. Like, like you said, like people are going to judge, they're going to, you know, try and shame or you know, guilt you regardless, but yes. we don't have to accept that. You know what I mean? If somebody's trying to give us that, we don't have to take it. Exactly. Um, and that, that's a, that's a superpower right there. Yes. Yes, I agree. And I think that also when we do that, we also teach our kids that message that, you know, don't let anybody shame you or judge you or, or I mean, they can judge you, but don't let all this affect you. Right. You know? So yeah. I think there are a lot of powerful messages, only not only for our kids, but also for for ourselves. Right. I mean, yeah. we're always learning these lessons, right? Just in different ways. Yes. I always Absolutely. just think like that, that I'm taking the advanced course of this lesson at this moment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. Remind but, myself when it gets harder. Yes. I mean, you and your husband are running a successful business. And at the same time, you're a full hands-on mom. How have you managed to, we said not balance, but juggle, juggle it all <laughs> throughout yeah. the different stages so far? Yeah, I mean, it, it also has been... A work in progress and I remember early on you know I was always like harping on my husband like we just have to create a system we just need some we need mm. a system to make all this work because at the time I was I was holding myself to old standards you know mm. uh, how we used to do things before we had kids or um, you know when then we had two kids and I was like oh and I'm trying to hold myself to a standard of when it was easy and I had just a you know, a, a two and a half year old, and now I have a baby and a two and a half year old. And so anytime I found myself in that place, like what I would always do is say, okay, what are the sticking points here? What is, what is the hardest thing for us right now? And how do we kind of redesign our lives to adjust to it? Um, mm. And now we're in a pretty sweet spot because, you know, they're 10 and eight and our kids are self-sufficient and we've gotten them to this place where they, they can carry a lot of the load as well. But, you know, it's, it's, it, it's always a struggle, and I, I think the hardest learning lesson for us has been just communicating, communicating mm. about it, because that's usually where the problems start. You know, he might be on a on the road traveling, and I'm home, and then he comes back, and he might not understand what I was going through when I was, you know, running around as a single parent when he was gone, and then, and then I don't say anything, and then something else happens, and he just assumes things are fine. But if, right. if I allow that that meant to grow or if I feel like I'm carrying a bigger share of the work, you know, like it can easily get away from us. So the biggest thing we do right now is we do a, we call it the the Saturday or Sunday uh, strategy session. And we sit and we look at the entire week together and we plan all of our meals. We both put in our workouts. We, so we decide who's working out when, you know, who's taking the kids to school. This is usually where we figure out if we're traveling, like where are the holes where, you know, somebody might need to get a ride home from a friend. It's all on this huge master calendar that's in our kitchen that the kids now can see and that we can see. And that for me has been the turning point in our relationship, like in, in uh, like how we seamlessly run our business and lives together mm. because, because I can talk it through with them. Right. And uh, before, before that, I just carried a lot of the load, and I think a lot of women do. Yes. Well, I, yeah. I think I think a lot of us just assume that, you know, we're here to take care of everything and everyone and, you know, around us. And we feel like if we say, no, let's, you know, let's do this together or whatever, then somehow we will be seen as a 
less of a mom or or not as a good of a mom you know what I mean oh yeah I mean that's real like our identity gets tied up in being the person who can do it all yes. but you know eventually that gets exhausting and, it does. and it does breed a lot of resentment Uh, yes that's um, what I was gonna say the problem is that if you don't like if you keep it all inside and just continue doing you know all these things but you feel like you're doing much more than the other partner without saying anything then there's just this so much resentment building up yeah and of course that can lead to uh, so many you know problems just by not talking to each other or not communicating properly oh absolutely and I think you know like just add another thing on the list of things that we need to take care of, but we have to take care of our relationship with our spouse and and partner, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be nurturing this too. Um, (laughs) Give me one more thing because I just, I didn't have enough on my Tuesday, you know, afternoon plate. But uh, so yeah, it it becomes one of those really uh, challenging things. But I think at the heart of that is the fact that, you know, this family exists because of this relationship perhaps. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and it is and it is central to it. So they they could they could probably do more. <laughs> <That's> my- <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> Let's let go of that identity. And then you know sometimes my husband and I you know I would expect him to do something and but I wouldn't say anything and then of course he thinks everything is perfectly fine and then I'll kind of get upset and I would now be like well you know this and that and then he would look at me and he would be like well can you just not say. That, you know, you need help or you need support or you expect me to do that? He's like, how am I supposed to know, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is, you know, I mean, in the beginning when the babies were, were or when the kids were, were little babies, we would have sometimes this type of conversation. Then I'll be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I think that comes back, you know, to us thinking that, we have to do everything and have to take care of everyone and everything around us. It's true. And I think also another important point is just to recognize that every mom out there struggles. I mean, with at one or another point, each one of us have struggled and will probably struggle some more, you know, in that journey. And it's okay, you know, this doesn't make you any, you know, less of a good mom or whatever that might be. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I know. And I I mean, I still fall prey to this. I mean, this just happened recently where there was some, you know, there's a mom at our school who's like mm-hmm. a super mom and she takes care of everything and, you know, she goes above and beyond. So everything she touches for her child is 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 really spectacular, right? Mm-hmm. But she is curating her 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 child's life experiences and Mm. when I realized that she was like personally curating the kind of childhood her child was having and I I was like well you know because I felt a lot of guilt about it and sometimes even my daughter Ella would say things like oh I wish I wish you would sometimes do these things or you'd be more like this person Um, (laughs) and then yeah like and it's like okay (laughs) well thanks uh I'm what you got I love you too (laughs) yes um but then when you know I recognize that like I don't want to curate my child's life experiences I want to live life beside my child right like I'm not here to create a a certain childhood for her And, and so when I realized that, I was like, oh, I can let that go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but exactly. That's the thing. Once we realize, then, you know, a lot of things all of a sudden become much easier just because we're not as hard on ourselves 
than, you know, other ways. Yeah. And I think if we also shared more of the struggles with other moms, we would see that, you know, no one really has it together. I agree. Even, even probably this, the super mom, you know, maybe she has some insecurity about her, her role as a mom. And that's why she's curating all of this. I don't know, you know, so I just I th- try and offer compassion to everyone because I think it's hard for all of us. And no one gets, no one gets that pass that says this is going to be easy. I agree. I agree. But don't you feel like moms in particular are so judgmental? They can be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not saying all moms, but, you know, I've come across, you know, some moms who are just so judgmental of, of other moms. And I'm thinking, right, we're all on this journey kind of together. You know, we all struggle at one point. So what's the point of judging another mom? She's just doing the best possible job that she can do in that particular moment you know yeah I think I think that that is I don't think that judgment is really about the mom who's being judged I think that judgment really comes from a place of I'm not sure if I'm doing everything I can or I'm doing Mm. this right and so if I can point out where I'm I feel like I'm doing it better than somebody else or somebody else is getting it wrong then I'm I'm taking a cheap win and 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 you know what like in my mind when I see that when I see other women act like that I really do want to offer them a lot of like just send them some love because you know if if you're feeling better about your life by putting other people down then you're always on shaky ground right your your life is always in this comparison to somebody else and you'll find people better and people worse so you'll never Mm. have that truth work and you know that probably comes from feeling judged themselves or feeling insecure and so gosh uh you know we love out there <laughs> yes <laughs> I completely agree <laughs> I'm loving that conversation I know but I have one last question okay what would be your number one advice to any mom out there that has a passion or a goal but feel like there is no point in doing anything about it because, you know, she has little kids or she has older kids or whatever, however old they might be. Yeah. I mean, I think if there's a passion or a goal for yourself, there's always something you could be doing. And so, you know, not to say like, hey, start this side hustle and, you know, create a business on the side when you have toddlers at home. But if you're passionate about a topic, maybe you could spend your evenings or, you know, when, when you get some time, like 15 minutes, even, even if it's 15 minutes in the bathroom, reading about that topic, right? Mm. Like staying current with it, staying educated with it, you know, don't put it down because I think that when we allow ourselves to be informed by things that are exciting and fresh and interesting to us, we become more exciting, fresh and interesting. And that has carryover in all aspects of our lives. So, you know, I would just say, what is the smallest, smallest way you can stay in contact with this and allow yourself to just let things percolate? Because, you know, it's probably not the time to start a business if you have a young family, but maybe it is. And maybe if you read about it, you'll realize exactly how you could do that. Or mm. maybe maybe you can't do that. And so you just read about it. And then in a couple of years time, as you continue to kind of, you know, keep your mind on this topic. Now you have a different idea or approach, or maybe that won't be the time. So I just, I think we can't lose ourselves in the process. And mm. I think that, you know, we unfortunately, you know, previous generations have done that. They've, 
They've been women. I, my mom's generation was a generation of women who allowed themselves to be lost in their marriages and in their, their families. And while we can applaud the service and the ways in which they, you know, took care of people and loved people and all those sorts of things, I think that, you know, it was too much and we need to maintain that. So now it's our job to figure out how to best do that. I agree. Yeah. And that's why in the beginning, I think I said something like that it's important to recognize as moms that, you know, we always have the opportunity to follow our passion or our goals or whatever that might be. But I think it's also extremely important to recognize the fact that, you know, we just need to adjust to the different seasons in our life, how we go about it and, and how we do it. Because as you said, when, when you have little babies at home, well, maybe they require a little bit more time than, you know, when you have, I don't know, 14, 15 year old kids. For me, at least, that's, that has helped me to follow my passion and, and still be, uh, you know, there for my kids, but not totally lose myself. So, yeah, I mean, it's such great, great words of wisdom is that we just have to remember that, you know, these are all seasons. And, and so it might feel all consuming at the moment, mm. but it won't always feel that way. Right. So we just right. keep taking the next right step, going through the next right next day and um, we'll get through it. Exactly. One day at a time. Kara, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience and your knowledge. It's um, always very much appreciated. I love our our chats, our talks, and, and uh, it's always very inspiring to me. And to our audience, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to connect with Kara, make sure that you follow her on Instagram at more results. That's M-O-H-R results. And also check out uh, moreresults.com for many inspiring information. And I hope that with this episode, we were able to inspire many moms and moms to be out there, um, that anything is possible. And when you stay open-minded and flexible, you can go after any goal you have. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Slowvolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.